0: Janine Bermania is on the line with me today. She is the Senior Director of IP and Licensing at the Wisconsin Alumni Research Foundation. Janine, thanks for joining me today.
1: Oh, sure. No problem. Happy to be here. Thank you.
0: So we had recently reported that a surgical shield design meant to protect doctors in the operating room from COVID-19 is available for commercial license through WARF.
1: I would say this is more of a product of the time and how we are working along with other universities as well to try to provide new technologies um, either in the PPE space as the shield is or different um, therapies and diagnostics or respirator respirator technologies and make them more easily available during the pandemic. Um, So uh, our group of um, universities through our licensing organization, Autumn, all came together and said, you know, what is a mechanism that we can help to really get technologies out there and maybe commercialized in a more rapid pace? And some of that led to this royalty-free um, license that's available for this technology.
0: And what's the, what's kind of the status update on that commercial license?
1: Um, it's uh, it's available. Um, we're actively trying to find commercial partners who are interested in um, making the device and making it available for sale. Um, they're using it at the university here at the UW Hospital um, because of the work through the maker space. Um, so it's available here, but we're currently trying to find customers um, or companies that could license the technology.
0: You guys are kind of at the end of the research and development as the licensing entity. So in your position, have you seen any pandemic influence either on the types of products that you're seeing in the pipeline?
1: We definitely saw a switch in some of the research that was happening on campus um, over the past year as people were kind of focusing on what they could do to help develop technologies addressed in the pandemic. And um, in support of that, we actually put together a challenge that we called our accelerator challenge, our accelerator COVID-19 challenge, where we actually provided funding to campus um, to help innovate in the space and develop new technologies that ranged from respirators to different diagnostics. Um, So we did see a shift um, in what was happening there, but overall we're still seeing um, strong advancements coming from all over campus um, in their normal research spaces, and we're still doing licenses for technology outside of the COVID space.
0: Another big topic in conversation has been getting people of color and women involved in research and development and increasing their footprint in that space. Has WARF seen or has WARF been active in in kind of changing the narrative for for those groups?
1: Yes, we find it very important and WARF has been um, uh, uh, supporting this effort for a number of years. We have a program called Upstart that we help participate in that is for women and minorities who are looking to form new businesses. And it's a program um, and training that I believe is eight or 10 weeks that people can apply to and be part of and learn how to set up their business and and provide operation experience for them. Um, And then we're also strong advocates within the university um, and at the national level for helping to increase Um, women's participation in the patenting and licensing process and recognizing that the research that they do is innovative and important to um, help bring out and commercialize through the patenting and licensing process.
0: I was wondering if you could share with us some of maybe the products in the pipeline right now um, or any kind of um, sneak peek at, at what's to come through WARF in patenting and licensing.
1: Every year, we do about 50 to 60 license agreements, and um, they range all over the board, from cell lines and mouse models that people use in research to agricultural software. Last year, we did licenses that related to drug delivery catheters, um, drone technology for um detection of explosives on the ground. We're really working all over the place. um, And that really shows the breadth of what's going on on campus and our ability to really find a lot of different commercial partners. And then right now, some of our really interesting technologies relate to electrodes for water desalination. So taking salt water and making it drinkable. We have things that are uh, for 3D metal printing. That's a really hot industry. And um, we have some technology that we're trying to license in that space. This one is fun. We have a method for um, a new method for making sparkling wine that reuses the carbon dioxide that's part of the fermentation process to have a more natural sparkling wine. So, I mean, we're really working all over the board from really high-tech things that live in computer chips um, all the way to things that are maybe more relevant in consumer products that people can actually buy off the shelf.
0: And you mentioned you do about 50 to 60 licenses per year. What did 2020 look like?
1: 2020 actually turned out okay, and we've um, actually had a really strong 2021. We kind of run on a fiscal year cycle, but what we've seen is I think businesses are really open to engaging and looking for new innovative technologies. You know, this time um, has really freed up the availability of people to really think about what is the next step for their companies and what new technologies can they bring to the market. And we've still seen a lot of strong interest. You've been
0: listening to Wisp Business, the podcast. Now stay tuned for a word from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Ben Miller from UW-Madison, and we're a proud sponsor of WIS Politics and Wisp Business Podcast. UW-Madison is one of our state's greatest economic engines, accounting for $15 billion in economic impact statewide. UW-Madison is working for Wisconsin.